possible exception of the Easter Vigil, our service for Monday Thursday is the most complicated service of the year, and it's certainly the one that keeps the Ultra Guild most active. You see, there are so many moving pieces, and sitting there, it's easy to lose focus. Yet, more than almost any other night of the year, our focus is what's required. Now, first, it opens with the Exodus story of the Passover, familiar but a little confusing because John's version of the Passion happens just before Passover, not during it, as we're told at the opening of the Gospel, now just before the festival of the Passover. So we center ourselves in the Passover story, focusing on the sacrificial lamb. And this points us to crucifixion and Jesus as the lamb. But we're not ready to go there, not yet. Then we have Paul's epistle from 1 Corinthians, and that guides us toward the words of institution, which we'll hear in the Eucharist in a little while. On the night when he was betrayed, he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, it is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he does the same with the wine. Paul's reminding the unsettled Corinthians how the Eucharist overcomes all internal divisions how it heals our strife. We keep that in mind as we move forward on this journey. And they're good words all for us to remember, but the gospel doesn't emphasize that part of Jesus' last supper where he was administering the bread and the wine. See, Jesus' focus this time isn't on the holy food, but on the foot washing. And in great detail, we're told of Jesus rising from the table disrobing, tying a towel around himself, pouring water into the basin and washing the disciples' feet. It's a deeply, deeply intimate act and worthy of our time to talk about in a moment. But even that's not the most striking part of Maundy Thursday. After the foot washing, we'll share the Eucharist for the last time until the vigil on Saturday night. In fact, Monday, Thursday through Easter Sunday is considered one long service, often called the Triduum, or three days from Thursday through Saturday. And then we close tonight's service with the stripping of the altar. The altar will be left bare, and we leave in silence and in darkness. And I encourage through all this for us all to stay present as much as possible during all of the service, all the parts, Because each one feeds us for the rest of Lent, feeds us through the Easter season, and feeds us on into Pentecost all the way in early June. The Passover feeds us as we join with our Jewish sisters and brothers in the start of their Passover tomorrow evening. The Eucharist feeds us until we break our holy fast on Saturday night, partaking of the bread and wine and for some, allowing some forbidden treat or other item back into our lives, following our Lenten traditions of fasting. Now, the foot washing is the emotional watershed for the Holy Week. The time we begin in earnest our descent with Jesus into his passion, suffering, death, and then come Easter, his resurrection. There's hope at the end of the tunnel, but not before we descend into our deepest humanity. Now, many won't participate in the foot washing 
tonight, made uncomfortable and understandably by its intimacy. The interaction with potential strangers and the awkwardness of removing our shoes and our socks. I do encourage you to join, though. The foot washing is probably the most personal and pastoral act that Jesus does for the disciples. And the disciples never seem to do anything quite so personal with their future followers in the Bible. It's somehow overlooked. Now, as a result, I wonder if it's possible that we've not developed an adequate practice of foot washing as part of our overall discipleship. Now, I'll admit, I've always struggled with the ritual of washing my feet. In my imagination, my feet are incredibly tender, sort of hypersensitive. When I have a stressful dream, I'm invariably walking somewhere barefoot. Even the slightest blade of grass feels like it cuts into me. So trust me, I understand the discomfort of this intimate act. And I don't know, maybe it's something about this intimacy, about this awkwardness, that makes it very special and makes it worth repeating. I know, we can barely manage this one evening and then we're relieved to be free from this ritual for another year. But I think that's too bad. Because the act of washing another's feet in real life or metaphorically could make an enormous difference in the world if practiced regularly. Think about it. Who among us could use a foot washing? Who among us is tired, anxious, alone, grieving? Who needs to be cleansed and forgiven? Where are people broken and bruised, maybe from war, sickness, or poverty, or abuse, or discrimination? Where is anyone in need of a warm, healing bath? And I think when you think about it, it reaches all of us. A foot washing isn't simply the ritual we'll perform in a few minutes with each other. The idea of foot washing is is one of the many humble acts of service that we as Christians can offer to each other on a daily basis. Think about it. It's that moment when we step outside of ourselves, whether it's at the dinner table, at the Sunday service, during our lives, and help a brother or sister in need. When you think about it, having our own feet washed can give us the strength, rest from weariness, that we need to have the strength and compassion and spirit to continue our own ministry in the world. A foot washing is a kind of self-care that revives us to fight another day. Now you might wonder why Jesus chose this particular night, the night of his betrayal for the foot washing. He had had three some years with his disciples. Why did he wait until this last night, just before he's been betrayed? In a very real way, Jesus' entire passion that we're going to witness over the coming days It's not for him. He's God made man, but it's for us, his disciples. It's showing us how to strengthen ourselves to be better disciples in the world. And the foot washing, think of it as a kind of preparation for the difficult journey ahead. Jesus knows the disciples' worlds will be turned upside down in the coming days. And this is another sort of tangible, memorable reminder of his presence. He was there during these difficult days. Now I invite you to stay alert tonight to all the gifts being given. The foot washing, the Eucharist, the stripping of the altar. Stay present and focused, knowing these acts, now done for centuries, 
signify the acts necessary for our preparation to be better disciples of Christ. Now, in tonight's gospel, the final little piece is a strange one. You see, the lectionary jumps from the final moments of foot washing. It jumps over this noisy interaction between Judas and Jesus about taking bread and dipping it in oil and who's going to betray him. It skips all that. And it ends on what's called the new commandment, the mandatum novum, new commandment, to love one another just as Jesus loved us. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love if you have love for one another. I think it's appropriate. I think tonight we end on love. After journeying through the Passover, the words of the Eucharist, and the washing of the feet, we land cleansed on love, having been prepared as disciples through these acts and words. We're left with one thing, love. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Thanks be to God. Amen.